Magic Club. Together, we'll discover inspirational stories of creative entrepreneurs living out their dreams, doing the work they are most passionate about, and building wealth in magical and fun ways. While building a six-figure income as a writer and coach, helping other women to launch their dream businesses, I've connected with so many incredible people and seen it proven again and again that you can thrive financially doing whatever it is you are passionate about. I'm here to share life-changing strategies for mindset, making money, and reaching more people with your work in a business and life filled with creativity, freedom, and fun. Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode. I am so excited to introduce my guest today. We have the incredible Jerisha Hawke. She is a sought-after business coach and sales expert who grew her business from $0 to $2 million in less than four years with organic marketing, a lean team, and high profit margins. She helps high-achieving experts launch and scale leveraged group coaching programs by packaging and positioning their intellectual property and strategically repurposing live videos to generate new leads. Jerisha's mission is to help narrow the racial wealth gap by helping 100 women of color and their allies per year to build and run million-dollar online coaching businesses that contribute to a ripple effect of positive impact and lasting legacy. Thank you so much for joining us, Jerisha. Ah, Sarah, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to dive into this conversation and all of your magic and wisdom that I know you're going to bring. But before we do that, tell us, like, what is your story? How did you get to where you are today? Oh, gosh. I'm like, I always say it's like just divine intervention from the Lord and being obedient to what you've been spiritually called to do. Um, I was actually talking on a live stream earlier today with my audience kind of about my story. And it's like, you know, I was a my first job was Cold Stone in, co- in high school. I used to do auto shows for Chrysler in college, like modeling and product specialist. Um, I'm an engineer by trade. I'm a civil engineer by degree, and I was a pipeline engineer in corporate. Um, I had started an online clothing business in college to kind of finish out my senior year of school and come up with tuition. Then I entered into the traditional workforce. I was living the American dream. I had a great salary, good benefits. My grandma was proud. Um, and then I stumbled into this online internet marketing space. And I think like the, all of my past work experience led, you know, now I'm, I'm a business coach and I teach other people how to create curriculum based three to $10,000, um, group coaching programs and how to sell that using organic marketing and live stream videos. And it's like, none of those things sound at all correlated, but there's been always this, um, kind of recurring thread throughout my career that has positioned me for every opportunity I've gotten. And it really boils down to being able to understand what skill sets that you currently have and how to properly articulate the value of that in the marketplace um, for a particular person, for a specific person who is trying to solve the problem that your skill set can properly address. So it was, um, you know, being in corporate, I had kind of my very first live stream, which kind of initiated this this business that I have today was because peers were asking me questions around how am I getting these opportunities? I was 25 and the head engineer of a $400 million pipeline project. 
absolutely unqualified on paper for the position. Um, but they're like, how are you getting these opportunities? How are you getting in the room? How do you have all these sponsors? How are you being recognized? How are you being tapped on the shoulder for special projects? So I started doing live streams on Facebook and these live streams still exist on my Facebook profile. If you scroll all the way back down, no need to send me a DM telling me how terrible they are. It's like, you know, you start where you start. Um, and I just started sharing what was working for me. Um, and people started kind of, continue, you know, at the time it was only my friends and coworkers who were following me on Facebook. Um, and I was in a, uh, again, one of the networking groups that I was a part of, somebody that I had met in there was following me and kind of knew about my background experience too as a business owner in college for that short stint. And eventually asked me, can I coach them? And I was like, I have no idea what that is. (laughs) I don't know how to package that. Um, But that's really how it started, just really listening to the needs of those who were around me and responding to that and just providing value and and just trying to help somebody else um, figure out what their next step could be based off of what my previous experience has been. So that's like the short version of how I matriculated into where I'm at right now, or at least how it started. Yeah, I love that. And like the way that you describe it, you know, it's, it's a way of like breaking down what entrepreneurship is because obviously it's like, it's so different for everybody. And that's the cool thing about it is that you get to do it in the way that you want to do it and help the people that you want to help in the way that you want to help them. And, you know, the thing that makes you money as an entrepreneur, as a business owner is exactly what you've pinpointed, like that ability to have the conversation and explain what you do to the people that you've chosen to help, which, you know, is just a human to human conversation, but that's sales, right? Like it's sales is just like the core skill at the heart of whether you're a successful entrepreneur or an unsuccessful entrepreneur that, you know, is the thing that like your freedom that most people become an entrepreneur for in the first place really rides on is your ability to execute well and create sales. So I would love to know, like how your evolution has been in your relationship with sales? Like what were some of the preconceived ideas that maybe were holding you back or you came up against early on in business? Um, And, you know, what are some nuggets of wisdom for us that you can share that are going to help everybody listening to make more money? Yeah, I think um, the preconceived notions that I had was that I need to charge what I'm worth. And I think that's like a messaging that is perpetuated uh, constantly in our industry. Um, That was probably one of the biggest beliefs that I had to break in order for me to get to where I'm at now. And I think one thing that's when you're, when I was selling for other corporations, I've always had a background in sales. I've always had sales jobs. Even as an engineer, I was going out to remote areas and selling these neighborhoods on why they should transition to natural gas. Like we're always selling. Um, But it feels really different when you start independently selling yourself and selling your own intellectual property versus selling a service or selling um, intellectual property that exists underneath like a larger umbrella corporation. And there is this unconscious or unspoken um, shift that I was having of like, now I'm selling me my worth as an individual versus understanding that there is a clear distinction that I may be the one that's providing the service, but whether or not somebody says yes or says no, that's not any um, indication on my my worth or my identity as a human being. And I think that was one of the biggest things is that like in business, you are, you, you can never charge what you are worth because your worth is infinite. Your worth is a birthright. It is something that is just intrinsically always there, but in a capitalistic society in a society in which um, 
human being, like money is just a currency. It's just a language that allows us to communicate value from one person to another. So when you think about business in and of itself, outside of yourself as an individual, your worth is infinite. There is no price tag you can ever put on it. But the value of the work that you contribute um, to somebody else or with somebody else absolutely has a dollar attached to it. And depending on who, you know the, the severity or the urgency of the problems they have and how well that correlates to the problem you know how to solve, that's where higher the price or the lower the price kind of kicks in. So I think that's probably one of the one of the biggest beliefs that I've had to break and a, a huge belief that a lot of my clients have to break, um, especially women, especially individuals of color, um, because my, my some of my ancestors, they were seen as less than human and their worth was put on a price tag by somebody else. So I think sometimes we forget about like those generational aspects that might, I mean, you can't really forget about them. They always rear their ugly heads, but that stuff matriculates into how we make decisions and how we show up today. But I think that's probably one of the biggest ones early on is just that like, stop expecting to get paid what you're worth. Um, I fully expect to get paid in accordance to the value that you can deliver, the value that you can articulate in the demand that currently exists. And there's always a price tag attached to that. Um, and I think too, just in sales, probably one of the other big beliefs I had to er- learn early on is just that like me, somebody complaining about my price, rejecting my price or praising my price again, is not in the indication, like that's not a personal reflection of how they feel or think about me. Their reaction or their response to my price is just purely a reaction um, in alignment with not me as the person, but with how I've packaged that offer, how I've positioned that offer, the promise I've attached with that offer. And we really have to learn how to separate our, like your business is not your baby. Your business is something that you have created. It's an entity that you have a responsibility to bear over. It might have been your idea, but as a business and when you kind of hold that title of CEO, you're now an employee to the company that you've also created. So I think that when we can kind of start to shape those lines of demarcation between ourselves and the company that we are creating and working in, um, that's helped me rewrite some of those beliefs that I was holding on as truths that were really not serving me as a business owner, but were really hindering, um, I think, my self-perception of my self-worth and my own self-value. And I was then just projecting that onto my prospects or onto my customers. Before we get back to the episode, I have something exciting to tell you about. There were a couple of key things that changed everything in my life as an entrepreneur that allowed me to bring in six figures while working half as many hours and having more fun than ever before in my business. It was money mindset work around how I was doing business combined with getting good at sharing strategic sales content online. I know you know that this is your year to start hitting your 10K month income goal and living the life of creative freedom and fulfillment you have been dreaming about. You're ready to be consistently attracting total dream soulmate clients through the creative content you're sharing on social media, and you want to be reaching more people, charging higher rates and working much less. So I'm very excited to invite you to join me in Freedom Club, my mastermind, where you'll receive tailored high-level support to master the skills that will create your dream life and six-figure dream business starting now. With focused weekly trainings and coaching calls to find the clarity on your content that's going to make you the most money, to design a simple fun launch strategy you'll enjoy following through on, plus daily support and feedback from me in the Voxer chat, you'll find that sweet spot in your business where you're the most confident in your work, having the most fun and making the most money. Go to withsaramac.com forward slash freedom club to apply now. 
Now let's get back to the episode. So good. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. It's so helpful to just describe the fact that we have boundaries and we are separate entities and we are not our business. And, you know, thinking about that, I think part of the reason why people say that entrepreneurship is like quote unquote hard is because when you are personalizing your results, it's going to trigger all of those deep-seated insecurities that might be there. And you're going to have to work through that, right? Like in the rejection. Um, But also, you know, genuinely when like your survival is dependent on your income and then the income isn't coming in, like, yeah, obviously like that can trigger feelings of insecurity. Um, So I think, yeah, it's so important to to remember that and, you know, to do the mindset work. (laughs) Like when those, those things are coming up to just remind yourself like, no, I am not my business. This person is not rejecting me just because someone's saying no to me does not mean anything about my work. Mm-hmm. Um, because otherwise business would be exhausting, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, like it's very easy to like say that in practice. I mean, like I've got hours and hours and hours of therapy. Like I think sometimes there's a mindset work that needs to happen, and there's other times where I think there's like like healing that needs to be addressed, and like there's it's entrepreneurship, I think is like the best form of therapy if you allow it to be, because those, those inner like triggers or cues, you will get cued up. And I think your, your success and your progress is directly, like your external results are directly correlated to your internal um, stability. And the more you continue to grow, the more you start stepping into these new areas that might cue up different things for you. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful opportunity to get curious and to figure out, okay, what, you know, just how do I navigate this terrain? How do I manage what, you know, calibrate and manage what needs to be healed and what truths and beliefs do I need to maybe question and rewrite to, to recognize that the survival that the survival skill sets that might've gotten me to this place in time may, may no longer need to be required in the way in which they were deployed before. And what are the new survival techniques that you need for where you're at and for where you're growing? And sometimes, and usually it's very different than kind of what got you to this place. So we know kind of where you're at real time right now. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. Cause yeah, the way I see it is like the mindset work is what gets you to keep, keep taking the action to build the skills that will allow you to create the results. And yeah, the inner healing work is usually the thing that creates the resistance to doing either the mindset work or taking the action for the skills. And yeah, I even included a module in my mastermind at the beginning of like get a therapist (laughs) when you're going through massive growth like yeah the childhood traumas and the triggers are going to start to be set off and we all have them especially women um you know especially creatives and especially when you're stepping out and you know taking risks and being a trailblazer and a leader and doing things that haven't been done in your communities before um yeah it's invaluable to have bring in all of the support to really set yourself up for success um, and I think it's so empowering to see it as like, it's just a skill set. being able to sell, being able to articulate how incredibly valuable your work is and, you know, be able to have those conversations in the places where you're connecting with the right people. Like that's what makes your business work. It's a skill set. Anybody can do it if you're willing, you know, to put in the work to get there. Mm-hmm. So I would love to know what a you know, what are some of the, the main places where you see your clients getting caught up? Um, that, you know, if you could share a message right now that you wish more people knew that would help people kind of shortcut their progress, like what would that be? Uh, like listen to what your paid clients are telling you versus, um, what you wish, like meet, really meet your clients where they're at versus wishing they were where you are or where you want them to be. 
And what I mean by that, especially like when this episode now is being recorded, um, at least, well, globally, we're going through economic shifts and changes, but especially here in America, inflation rates are at like four decade high records. Interest rates are ridiculously high right now. Like the cost of milk and gas and bread and butter is like through the roof. And I think a lot of the time um, online business owners, at least what I've I've seen happen as a pattern is sometimes we will start to operate our business as if we're functioning in a silo that is not impacted by the economy at large. And um, I think when that happens, sometimes we can get really caught up in creating what we want versus being able to calibrate what we want versus what the actual needs are of the people that we serve and support um, and, and keeping a pulse and maintaining a pulse on how their needs are changing and how our audience that maybe has always bought from us with really great success or whatever, how their perception or how, like what is influencing how they're making buying decisions? How, how might the economy at large be impacting how they're making those decisions today? And that just really requires us to maintain a level of um, like maintain a pulse on our audience and really stay connected with what their needs are, what their fears are, what their objections are, um, what they're privately thinking, but not publicly sharing. And I think um, anytime that you experience, I feel like any ounce of success or you've achieved anything you've ever desired to achieve in your business, we have to always bad, like success comes with complacency in some regard we can start to think that we know more than what we really know. Um, and, or we think that we know everything because it's like, oh, we've achieved success. Like we've accomplished whatever we wanted. Like I know, I, you know, you think you know everything. Um, and that might've been very true in the landscape six months ago or three months ago or a year ago, but that doesn't necessarily mean those conditions in which your success was achieved, those conditions are still the same today or they're going to still be the same six months from now. So I think that's something that I'm always reminding my clients of is that um, as you start to grow in your business, as you've had, you know, you've had a successful lean launch, you've had a six-figure year, you've had a multi-six-figure year, maybe you just enrolled your very first paid client, like whatever it is and kind of wherever you're at, that you need to make sure that you're having a process in place for you to maintain um, continuous improvement and maintain a pulse. Just because the qualifiers were true three months ago doesn't mean that those exact same attributes would be exactly the same today. So I think just putting in a practice of really maintaining a pulse on where your audience and your clients are at, really listening to what they're telling you and paying attention to what like uh, shifts or adjustments that they may be having with how they're making buying decisions so that you can, you know, kind of maintain they're fulfilling what their needs are uh, either through the existing program that you have or by, you know, evolving or adjusting your messaging or the positioning of your offer. Um, so that you, I think that's probably the, the biggest thing that I'm always telling my clients and that I'm reminding myself of too, is that, you know, success yesterday, we only can rely on that so much. Like it's like playing a basketball game or, or, you know, any sports, like just because you won yesterday means nothing. It's a totally new game today. And just because you know how to dribble, you know how to run the plays, you might have to deploy them differently. So I think that's just something that the reality of what's required with running a business and understanding um, business cycles and understanding where you're at in the cycle of business growth and the ebbs and flows in addition to what's going on globally in the economy is just a really important connection to, to keep in mind, especially during times like this. Yeah, I think that's actually 
a really important topic that sometimes isn't talked about that much. It's like where people are in the growth of their business, particularly with social media. I find people, there's a lot of comparison going on, right? Like you look up to people who are succeeding, you're comparing yourself to what you're not, what they are and making it like mean something about yourself. And yeah, really acknowledging that like different things are required at different phases. And it's really important to remember that and to not compare ourselves to people who may be, you know, a few years or just, you know, different level of skill set to where we're at. Mm-hmm. And even just, yeah, bringing it back down to sales, which is, it's a conversation, like it's a two-way thing. I love that. Just keep the conversation going, keep talking to your people because your people, they're like the other half of your business and your business wouldn't exist without it. Right. And, and also that like we change as humans, like we're always changing and growing and evolving. And I kind of went through a similar thing where I'm going through something in my business at the moment where I'm like, I feel like I got my message locked in. I got my ideal client locked in. My podcast is locked in. And then suddenly now I'm like, oh, now I want to evolve everything. Yeah. <laughs> everything <laughs> wants to evolve. And like, this is super inconvenient, way more work, but I want what I want, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> you have to listen to yourself. Um, do you have kids? No, no kids, just a dog. <laughs> you have a dog, awesome. Yeah. Like that's another thing too, right? Like you go through personal changes or like health changes or family changes. Like obviously the way you do business is going to change as well. And mm-hmm. so I think it's, yeah, speak to your people and listen to yourself too, right? Which is what you mm-hmm. said at the beginning. So Thank you so much for sharing all of your incredible wisdom with us today. And please tell people, like, where can they find you? What have you got going on at the moment? Yeah, I mean, my biggest way I love connecting with folks who uh, tune in the interviews is like, let's just continue the conversation. Uh, So I would love if you would take a photo of you listening to this episode and send a direct message to tag Sarah and I on Instagram. Um, and just let us know what your top takeaway was. I'm at Jerisha Hawk on every social media platform. Um, my podcast is called Jerisha Said. But I always love to just get the DMs. I know these these interviews or these uh, quick convos can spark up a lot of ideas. Um, but we can take it to the next step. So I would love for you to just slide in my DMs or tag me on your Instagram stories on, um, you know, at Jerisha Hawk. And just let us know what your top takeaway was or what idea kind of percolated from our conversation today. I would love to continue the combo. So yeah, that's best place to connect is always on Instagram for me. Yeah. And Jerisha does really awesome live streams when she's like in her car and living her life. (laughs) (laughs) I caught one the other day. It was really good. So (laughs) thank you so much. You're amazing. Um, Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you to everybody who's watched and listen, please share this with anyone who you know might benefit from this message and we'll see you next week. Bye. For more inspirational content, head over to my website withsarahmack.com and please support the show by liking, commenting and subscribing.